Welcome to Aileen Warnos, Lesbianism and Female Rage, Part 3. Um, so Tyra met Eileen Wernos in a Florida biker bar in June of 1986. Hot, Hot and Hot. so gay. Um, at the time, Tyra was 24 years old and she worked as a hotel maid. So Hot. she... Also hot, like yeah. There's just, <laughs> I'd be like, there's a lot sign going me on. up. Um, she recalled the evening that Eileen was, she was in there alone. I was in there alone. Mm. We started a conversation, and she went home with me that night. And I love fuck. that fucking scene in Monster where Eileen is talking about her last five dollars, and she's like, "And there she was." I'm like, "Yep." If I spend this five dollars, that means I suck that dick for free. Yeah. Or if I don't spend it. Or if I don't spend the yeah. Five, yeah. And they spent the weekend together and became a couple. Hot. Um, so Tyra was Eileen's longest relationship. Um, Eileen was 30 years old and working as a highway um, sex worker when she met Tyra. Um, and she'd been through a series of short relationships with men. And of course, we know that she was married for nine weeks to Louis Gratzfell. Ah, and he got his ass beat with and a game. Beat. What did he do? I really want to know. I want to know what he deal. did. Um, but in Tyra, Eileen found someone special. She was completely in love. And Tyra was the center of her universe, and their relationship lasted for four years. Aww. Tyra and Eileen spent their time in cheap motels and trailers. Hot. And they even lived in the woods a couple of times. Hot. <laughs> um, Eileen supported them through her sex work on the Florida highways. However, Tyra didn't approve of her work. Um, she said that once, she said, and I quote, once I found out she was prostituting, I tried everything I could to have her stop doing that. For one, it's not safe. And then I did care about her. But she never gave it up. Mm. Um, despite their disagreement, the two remained close. Eileen considered Tyra to be her wife and enjoyed providing for her. When Eileen was home, they spent time together watching television <laughs> or drinking in bars, which, as Cheryl brought up earlier, just so Hot. much beauty in the, that that simplicity. Um, watching television and drinking just, in bars. It's just two dykes hanging out. <laughs> that's what like, I shit. What more did you ask for? <laughs> Seriously. Um, and however, of, like Eileen frequently got into altercations between 1987 and 1988, <laughs> she was questioned by a police officer at least three times for hitting a man with a beer bottle, vandalizing her apartment <laughs> with Tyra, with Tyra, with Tyra. Like Eileen wasn't on some rage. Her and Tyra were fucking up the place together. Yeah. I did make sure to mention that. Yes. And making threatening phone calls to a supermarket, which I just love because I'm just like curious, like what happened to make her do that? You should call my work. Start making threatening phone calls. I basically already have, like, honestly. On November 30th, 1989, Eileen shot and killed Richard Mallory, a man who she, who she said tried to rape her. And then she drove home in Mallory's Cadillac. That's in the movie. Let me say something. I'm just, like, I'm at this point where we're just weaving and stuff about the movie. Mm. That scene, I could have fucking thrown up watching it. That was, like, the and thank God I was with people who had seen it before and they were able to give me a warning, I could have fucking thrown up and passed out watching it. Literally like the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. And this is a, a trigger warning to those who are listening because we're about to describe something very violent. But in the movie, again, we're not sure about the exact timeline of like when stuff happened um, in real life versus how it was portrayed. But this is film. how Aileen says it went down. Yeah. In this scene um, and in the situation that she was in with Richard Mallory, which... Um, also want to note that like this is the first time that like in in the Eileen story that we are privy to that we know of that she was raped but like we also can you know think critically that like as a street sex worker in the 80s she probably experienced sexual violence like many many times before that yeah countless times probably I'm sure and well from her childhood on but one thing really interesting she said is that most of her clients 
were um, in the military. Mm. And when the Iraq war hit, like in the early 90s, like mm. Desert Storm and all that weird shit. So when that Desert Storm and all that shit hit, um, all of her clients went to war. So mm. she had to find new clients, which is why she feels she got raped because she was dealing with men that she didn't know yeah. and had relationships with. Because she had relationships, friendships and with like, a lot of the men that she regulars. was regulars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, that she was on the highway and she was like, you know, working with people who people who had no ties to like the communities that they were in, to the towns that they were in like that. That's really scary and really dangerous. Essentially, what happens is this man, Richard Mallory, like um, Eileen in the movie, Eileen is like in a rush because she's trying to go on a date with Tyra. She wants money to she's, buy she's Tyra wine, dine and 69, baby. Yeah. Like that's why she's out that night is to get money to get them a hotel room and to like take her out. And mm -hmm. um, basically this guy, um, Richard Mallory beats the fuck out of her, sodomizes her. Um, and like, like, I mean, it's just, it's, I won't go into any more detail because it's literally the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. It's not just it a rape. No, it's, it's like, more than a rape. It's a torture. It's rape and torture. Yeah. And she um, has a gun on her and she's and she's also tied up and she's like totally like unable. Like she's calculated as fuck. Like it was like obvious that he was planning on like he was going to kill her and she somehow gets free. She just like with like the rage that she's feeling and like the pain that she's in. She like finds it within herself to get free. Um, she like pulls, she's tied by her wrists and she pulls out of them. She, um, and she gets a gun and she shoots him like four times and she's keeps shooting even it's a revolver and she keeps shooting even though there's no bullets left in it. And then she like has this, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely, animalistic scream. Yeah. Like animalistic, feral, absolutely feral raw and like horrible scream. And it's, that's what brings the whole fucking from a movie perspective. The scream is what brings it all together from yeah. a trauma perspective. The scream is what lets it all out. And to see her like keep trying to like shoot, even though there's no guns left is just, it's just, it's in, it's a horrifying fucking scene i literally was like shaken to my core i had to open a beer after because i was like i need to get myself to fucking homeostasis like this is so horrible but <laughs> i don't know what the fuck that means but yeah yeah and i mean also Charlize theron is fucking amazing in that movie like absolutely incredible at this point tira uh, tyra and eileen <laughs> tira. clutch my pearls god <laughs> said her name wrong <laughs> tyra and eileen um so that's that background is of of kind of this like first murder that eileen commits um in my opinion completely one of self-defense tyra and eileen at this point fall into a lifestyle of pawning the stolen belo stolen belongings of murdered men for cash and driving their cars it was through these practices and habits that these two were eventually caught um, so on July 4th, 1990, Eileen and Tyra run off the road in a 1988 Pontiac Sunbird Hot. near Orange Springs, Florida. Um, the car belonged to Peter Seams, which was a 65 year old man who had disappeared the month before. They kind of just, they run it into someone's yard actually. Mm -hmm. And it's this old couple and they're like, are you guys okay? And like, yeah, mind your own damn like, business. Oh, and Eileen's like, get in the car. Eileen's like, you shut the fuck up and you run. Eileen's like, we don't have insurance. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> yeah, go. Bye. <laughs> um, it's, it's a good scene. Um, and then on January 9th, 1991, police arrest Eileen at the last resort, a biker bar in Port Orange, Florida. Uh, the next day, Tyra was located in Pitts, Pittston, um, and two officers she took ran. her statement. Yeah, let her go. Didn't like right? Like she Eileen, did. Look, like I'm sure it all happened. Here's 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 how I think and it went she was, down. She was, and when I was watching that scene, actually, like I was so 
I was like bracing myself for her to be like raped by those two men because I didn't oh know they God. were bounty hunters. Right. I thought they were just like random biker men and I was like bracing myself for something terrible to happen. Because, but then they yeah. then they arrested her. So um the police approached Tyra with an offer that she couldn't refuse. Get Eileen to confess in exchange for her Tyra's immunity. Um, Tyra agreed and she returned to Florida where the police set her up in a motel room in Daytona. Hot motel this, room in Daytona. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. At this point, um, this is where Tyra confess convinces Eileen to confess. Um, she calls her from a motel room and they have a conversation. Mm. Um, it seems like Eileen knows what's going on. It does seem like Eileen know, knows what's going on. I feel that when Tyra, okay, it said, you know, Tyra went back to Pittston, Florida and we said, oh, well, you know, she left, you know, she ran. Mm -hmm. But Eileen sent her off. And I feel that, yeah, I feel that. And, and what's so cool about it I feel that they maybe never even really talked about it. It just happened with a series of like. Kind of this like intuition. Yeah. This intuitive sort of thing where they're not like, okay, well, you know, I'm not leaving you and blah, blah, blah. But like all this, like. Well, do you remember that um, in the movie, LB, AKA Tyra, see their sketches on the news yeah. and like Selby slash Tyra is freaking the fuck out. And Eileen's like, okay. You got to go. And she sends her like on a Greyhound bus. I don't, right. again, don't know how accurate that is, but like to like what actually happened. But, but she let her go. And but she let her go. And um, so that for, therefore, she has consent to, tur to turn on her mm -hmm. because she did let her go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. Aileen was saying because Aileen was saying, I did it. It, w it was all me. And like, so whatever you need to do to get yourself free, I give you consent. Yeah. Damn. Maybe like this unsaid thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, Tyra also testifies against Eileen, which that was such a fucking heartbreaking scene, too. This is essentially turning into uh, me just talking about the mon about monster. But like, uh, fuck, I like everybody a visual at home. Yeah. And I hope you guys honestly, you guys should watch it before you listen. I'm just to trying or, not or to like think about after, it. But like, God damn, that scene like fucking broke my heart, shat on it, stepped on it and like spit it out. Look, I got the DVD. All right. I had that shit. And I was waiting for that shit to come out in like the early 2000s mm -hmm. or whenever the fuck it came out. Yeah. Um. And Eileen was found guilty of murder and sentenced sentenced to death. death. She was actually sentenced to six death sentence to six like death penalties. Um, she her was IQ was death. what? Her IQ was eighty one, and she was sentenced to death for the murder of Richard Mallory. That was the first murder that she was that she was um, tried for. So, like that's the guy who raped her. That's ass, the guy that, that raped her. A quick side note on Tyron, where she is now. According to recent public records, she lives in Pennsylvania with her wife and family, which, like, that is just, like, so crazy to think that, like, you can go through something like that and then now you're just living your fucking life. Here's the thing. I think that Tyra thinks about it every day because I really yeah, do I mean, think. Here's the, the thing fun. with Aileen. I bet you Aileen was fucking fun. She was down dude, to do whatever. You know she was, like, dude, you know she was fucking. Yeah. You know she was like. You know. Strapping Tyra. Like. <laughs> you know that whatever the fuck wanted to be happening was happening. So Aileen was like the bomb. Okay. So no matter what, I think that Tyra. And and especially with. Actually. Aileen. Loving, Aileen wait, let me just say or, this. Or Selby was topping. <laughs> I'm curious. 
Ty- Selby, aka Tyra. <laughs> Cheryl's like, shut Who the fuck was stomping? No, I'm thinking like you're blowing my mind. I always thought Aileen I, was stomping. Yeah, but 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 actually, the Crimson and Clover sex scene, like it seemed like it seemed like it was like Tyra slash Selby. And you know what? Sometimes it really is the people that you expect to top who are like the biggest bottoms. You know. So what were you going to say that that Tyra thinks about it every day? After before I like oh, yeah. really interrupt you speculating about whether Eileen was a top or a bottom. <laughs> no, I mean I think that they were switch. Both of them. Well, they would have to be, or not have to be, but. Yeah, they I were think... probably still figuring it out. They were both extremely. Seemed like they were both like really like uh, inexperienced. They were probably still figuring it out. Oh my god! Yeah, and like I can see Aileen being like, "All right, it's my turn now." Like, yeah, <laughs> putting her hat on like Fred Durst Dude, or some I weird shit in the nineties. Her fucking trucker hat fit. Like, I like wish I could like like all the outfits from that movie. Like, I was like, "This is doing it for." I me. know the jazz shirt. Okay. Um, actually, what I had originally written is for us to i have two trucker hats and it was originally for us to at the beginning to put on wearing them okay i had it written (laughs) and then i took it out i was like that's silly but i wanted us to chug the beer um in our trucker hats tyra moore has been the subject of a lot of speculation Mm. tyra was said to be the love of eileen's very tragic life Mm, um and that eileen would do anything for her tyra i bet she would oh yeah i I mean it's obvious Mm. Tyra claimed to be I mean she did she, she like, did she literally did she like did like the <laughs> she did unspeakable. anything <laughs> um Tyra claimed to be unaware of the murders yet her suspicions grew when Eileen brought home stolen cars and goods that they later sold at pawn shops and though that's what Tyra may claim the monster movie says differently it kind of says it, it kind of makes it out to seem that like she knew about all of them except for one um and on January 30th 31st 1992 Eileen Wernos was sentenced to death Mm. Um, she would be sentenced to six death sentences for six of her victims. It is alleged that she killed seven of seven people. One of their bodies was never found and she was not charged with their murder. Hmm. I wonder what she did with the body. I bet you she was like thinking like, I could see her in the woods. All right. She's having her Miller and she's going, all right, I'm going to do this one different. All right. How am I going to make this one a little bit different? I could like see her like thinking about it. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to like throw this fucker into the alligators. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like someone smoke it. <laughs> like, like. Yeah, she was yeah. always smoking like, like that in the movie. And I love uh, that she kept saying man. Like, she was just like, oh, shit, man. No, I man. Like, no, man. I was uh, like, I fucking love it. I love um, Aileen. 